Welcome to Native New Health. Let's get started. Native New Health will address specific health concerns that plague our people. So the first step is regular exercise. try this at home. It's up to you what you like to put on, but it's very simple and quick. Exercise regularly. We cannot emphasize this enough. And welcome to Native New Health, an exciting program designed for Native people by Native people. Hello, I'm Ed Dunn, and welcome again to Native New Health. Today we will be learning about a very sensitive subject that many of our Native families are dealing with. Hi, I'm Gina Gabosh and today's subject is dealing with suicide. This is a problem that touches the very core of our culture and the lives of family and friends involved. So join us and let's talk openly about this. Suicide is not a single problem, but rather it is a single response to multiple problems. That's right Gina, so why don't we get to the root of it? There's nothing more inspirational than people who have vision. Vision means they have a positive attitude, they know where they are going, and they are excited about the future. To have vision is to be able to be focused in pursuit of goals and desires. Unfortunately, goals and dreams don't always work out exactly the way that we had hoped and planned for. Often, problems and circumstances surrounding us can prevent us from seizing advantages in life which help us reach our goals. Because of this, many people can become discouraged and depressed to the place that their vision of usefulness and self-esteem becomes so limited and narrow that they can no longer see reason for going on living. They develop tunnel vision, which means they simply believe there are no logical options left in life for them to ever be successful or amount to anything. There are opportunities for success, but their deep depression prevents them from seeing or discovering them. During the darkest days, one of the main things that suicidal people can respond to are individuals closest to them, family, friends, those they know and respect who understand the same lifestyle and culture as they do. In their minds, they have exhausted any logical reasons for living. But though they can't see things logically anymore, they still can feel things emotionally. Understanding from those who sincerely care can give to the suicidal person something emotionally to hold on to as they walk through these dark valleys. Absolutely. We can be their best help right then and there. Our great creator has given our native people the gift of caring. It is a deep part of our culture. So it is through fellow native caring family and friends that those considering suicide get to professional help and focus on a new vision for their lives. The reality is that suicide, accidents, and other untimely, violent means are stealing the heart of this generation and overshadowing the survivors with grim despair. A tidal wave of suicide and self-destruction threatens to overwhelm our native culture that has survived and prospered for thousands of years in the harshest of environments. In America alone, in the general population, 
one person commits suicide every 15 minutes. But among natives, there is roughly one in 10 chance that a 15-year-old native boy will kill himself or make a serious attempt to do so before he reaches age 25. For 5 to 14-year-olds, the suicide rate is 2.6 times higher than the national average and aged 15 to 24 is 3.3 times higher than the national average. In fact, young people aged 15 to 24 make up 40% of all deaths from suicide in Indian country. Over a third of all deaths among Aboriginal youth are attributed to suicide. Sadly, Native women also kill themselves a lot more frequently than non-Natives. But suicide among our Native people speaks beyond destruction and loss. It, it speaks of a carelessness of life, born of a deep despair. Let's examine some of the causes of these problems. What makes life worth living despite hardship and adversity? What makes some individuals decide to take their own lives or to act impulsively in a self-destructive way with no concern for their future, their family or their friends? You see, suicide is just one indicator of distress in our communities. For every suicide, there may be many more people suffering from depression, anxiety and other feelings of being trapped, powerless and in despair. Generally speaking, we see that the frustrating clash of native culture and lifestyle with the aggressive inroads of dominant civilization has produced a precarious and unstable journey for the North American native. But it doesn't have to be this way in your life, as you will see. There is a way out. You know, Ed, you're absolutely right. Let's continue to unravel this problem and find out the reasons why it happens. First, Today's grandparents have been an overwhelmed generation. In years past, the government took their children and sent many to residential Indian schools, often thousands of miles away. These educated children returned with elevated aspirations and little prospect on a reservation or reserve for advancement. When they returned home, they had lost the respect and due honor for the ways of the elders. Also, they had little experience in successful family living. They became increasingly discouraged and began to use alcohol and abuse drugs. You see, traditional Native education was based on five things. Respect, humility, sharing, caring, and cooperation. At its peak, approximately one-third of Native children between the ages of 5 and 16 were taken away to residential schools. It is sad to note that many parents, themselves the product of the residential school system, refused to teach their children their Aboriginal languages and ways because they were conditioned to believe that speaking and being Indian were associated with punishment. As a result of the inability to communicate within their native languages and traditional ways, an immediate communication gap was created between native elders and youth. This gap greatly diminished the opportunity for Native children to gain respect for their elders, their language, their cultures, leading to a rejection of traditional ideas, values, and practices. Many internalized a sense of inferiority and shame in their identity as Native people. And sadly, so many of these educated Native children became a lost generation, feeling both out of place on their reserve and in the white man's world. 
Changing times require more cash to pay electric bills, buy snowmobiles and fuel oil, while the village environment offered little opportunity to earn money, producing discouragement and depression. So alcohol and drugs again became a way to escape reality. Please note, it is important to clarify that not every native or Aboriginal person was directly affected by the Indian residential school experience nor does it mean that the residential school system should be considered responsible for every social problem afflicting Native communities today. Many former residential school students have been able to lead successful and healthy lives. In fact, some scholars have suggested that the residential school education provided leadership skills to a generation of Native individuals who have been at the forefront in negotiations with their federal governments. But let us continue learning why we have this problem of suicide among our Native people. Secondly, there was an economic shift in the reservations and reserves. The male Native was suddenly no longer a key person in the survival of his family. A young mother with kids was able to receive welfare payments. Often older people with Social Security brought in more cash than those who worked. The male was sort of cast adrift. When we lose our pride, we lose our heart. We drink, said a young Yupik man. With loss of cultural anchor and ways, many Native people have chosen simply to opt out. Suicide is most destructive, not only to self, but to the whole family and the community. Someone once said that suicide is the ultimate act of selfishness. Thirdly, the abnormal, the suicide option, has become quite normal in this generation. Life doesn't mean what it used to in the old days, said Martha, an Inupiat woman in Anchorage. Some young guys from Bethel were sitting around talking about people who had died. It was like discussing a war. Only the people who have died were victims of suicide or violence. These guys talking were saying, well, we made it, and they aren't even 30 years old yet. That's how they think of life, and for them, it's normal. In March 1985, in Alakanuk, Alaska, a sad event took place that defined a phenomenon that has become a trend. A young man walked out onto the tundra behind his Yukon River village and shot himself in the heart. I guess I've always looked for a reason to do it, said a note near Louis's body, and I found it. The sound of that shot rolled across the flat delta land through the suppertime darkness of that cold spring day. It marked the moment as a beginning, for Louis had begun a 16-month suicide epidemic that ended the lives of eight more young villagers. Louis's suicide began what is called the cluster effect, meaning the influence of a suicide triggers the idea in others to consider and commit the same act for whatever reason. There is another change that came into the Native life that has caused a tremendous identity crisis. Mass media, especially television, has created an appetite amongst the youngsters for a lifestyle that doesn't fit into their custom culture and economy. Today, many young people have become a generation at risk, wanting instant gratification, as in the movies, when everything happens in just 30 minutes. As we observed, Alcohol has been a major factor in the hopelessness many Natives experience. Studies reveal that many suicide victims look for refuge in their homes, but they were left empty 
because of the results of alcohol abuse on parents and family. They too drink to kill the pain inside, only to become more hopeless in the process. Then there is depression, also a leading cause of suicide. Now there are two types of depression. The first type is characterized by relatively short periods of feeling discouraged and irritable. Most all of us, at one time or other, both adults and children alike, experience this type of depression. The more serious type of depression, however, is the one that lasts longer in duration. It is characterized by symptoms that last two weeks or more. With prolonged depression, people experience a sense of hopelessness. Nearly 20% of those who experience deep depression commit suicide. Friends, if you know someone living with depression and having suicidal thoughts, come close to them or call someone they can trust to just be there for them. Now, Ed, what is one of the most effective ways to battle depression? Well, it has been discovered that one of the most effective and yet simple ways to release depression is walking in the sunshine and fresh air. Just simply walking three times a day with another person will increase circulation, promote the release of the feeling good hormone endorphin, and will release stress. Today, many people are finding solace in computer online communities where they can speak candidly and anonymously about their worries to those who understand. Please go to www.mentalhealth.org slash suicide prevention. Our hearts go out to those of you who are experiencing this pain. And if you are feeling depressed, my friend, I want to tell you a simple thought from our great Creator God. He says, Come to me, you who are tired and worried, and I will give you rest. Take heart. There are a few things that we can do before it's too late. Most people show early warning signs of depression and suicidal thinking. Basically, there are noticeable changes in a person's usual behavior, such as an increased isolation from family and friends, not tending to job responsibilities or duties, talking in very hopeless terms, giving away valued possessions, neglecting personal appearance, spending a lot of time in bed, an increase or beginning of alcohol and drug use, dramatic decrease or increase in appetite, constant feelings of worthlessness or self-hatred, preoccupation with death, dying or suicide, writing a suicide note, recent romantic breakup, unusual outbursts of anger, increased anxiety easily overwhelmed, crying spells, uncontrolled weeping. While it is unreasonable that a depressed person will have all or most of these symptoms, should you see more than two or three of these symptoms together, that person should be taken seriously as a potential suicide victim. Now let's hear from my expert friend, Brad Dennis. He's a trainer of trainers for suicide prevention and he's a social worker in the city of Portland. My name is uh, Brad Dennis. I'm Hoayat from the west coast of Vancouver Island, uh, part of the Nuchanala people. Um, I live here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, for the past four years, I've worked on a mobile crisis team as a Native American cultural specialist. Uh, we go out and uh, uh, interview people and assess people that are suicidal and homicidal um, and that are in danger of, of taking their life. Uh, for Native American people, this is a, a very serious issue. Uh, and we're very particularly concerned about uh, the youth, uh, ages 14 to 25, that have the highest rate of uh, suicide. 
Um, for those of you that are out there that want to help with uh, youth suicide, there are many things that you can do. Um, but the most important thing that we can do is not only decrease uh, risk factors, but increase protective factors. And according to the research, if we were to increase the protective factors by just three, we would significantly decrease the chances of our youth committing suicide. Uh, things, very simple things, uh, such as increasing spiritual activities, increasing especially cultural activities, um, and also such things as getting a good mental health assessment. Um, and if you feel like, if you feel like you're brushed off by the youth, uh, what you can do is talk to them again, um, and again, and again, and again. They need that repeated contact. Uh, they'll feel isolated, they'll feel worthless. Um, and so we, we know this is gonna happen, so let's have a plan of action that we can do to address this. Continue talking to them. Don't be afraid of them pushing you away. This is something that is very, very important. So the causes of suicide, particularly among Native American people, um, not only in the United States and in Canada, but also in places like New Zealand and Australia, stem from the fact that we are a colonized group of people. Um, we are an oppressed group of people. Um, our languages, our cultures, our families have been taken away. Um, so some of the, the causes of suicide all stem from this very tragic uh, situation of being colonized. Um, and from that, um, we have uh, taken on some negative uh, belief systems and actions that have uh, increased our chances of suicide. Things like alcoholism, uh, things like uh, taking drugs, or uh, promiscuous sex, or, um, or various types of aggression, all increase the chances of one increasing, increasing the chances of somebody committing suicide. For suicide, we have seen children as young as uh, five and six years old uh, experiencing uh, suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, or plans to harm themselves. If a child is expressing suicide, doesn't matter what age they are, um, talk to them. Um, provide them with a good uh, mental health assessment. In a time of hopelessness, we can always rely on our Creator who put us here. If people are putting us down, if we've lost our job, if we've lost a family member, if we've lost a friend, uh, we can always hold on to that hope and that security that our Creator is there and that He has given us the strength to move forward. Uh, we don't have to be just looking at just today, but we can move forward. As hopeless as some may feel, here's some very encouraging facts about this troubling subject. 90 to 95% of those who commit suicide could have been prevented from doing so. The most important element is to have someone who can be there to help them in their struggle. Only 10% are called hardcore suicidal. And the best immediate help are those closest to that person. So now you see why it's so important for us to learn the warning signs. Now, people who think about suicide experience a phenomenon called restrictive thinking. They develop a tunnel vision where they see no other options except death. Logic and reason don't have much influence anymore, but the feelings of concern and love of someone they are close to, preferably from their culture, can be tremendously effective in helping them out of it. So let's be there when we see someone in trouble. The urge to kill oneself doesn't last forever. So the key is to help get that person over the hump. They're trying to bring a permanent solution to a temporary problem. 
So Ed, what's the immediate response? Well, you see here again, the key is to leave the person with a responsible adult if you have to go get help. But if you don't have to, stay with them. But it is imperative that we follow through afterward in getting professional help. Native culture has an important role in preventing suicide. It is a fact that communities with strong native culture have the least suicides and youth with the strongest cultural identity are the least likely to end their lives. In a recent study by Crawl, it was discovered that family ties, communication skills, and traditional cultural values play a key role in solidifying Native people in a healthier community well-being. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So let's look at preventive measures that we know that work. It's very important to involve the young people with their tribe and its cultural activities. Whether in a culture club with an extended family member or mentor, participation in these activities reduces the risk of isolation, depression, and self-harm. Some of these cultural values and activities include learning about family structure and traditions. For example, tribal arts and crafts, such as making cradleboard and dream catchers, shawl and quilt making, carving and flint making, basket weaving, jewelry, beading, and quill work. Connecting with the outdoors by planting, harvesting, and learning to cook traditional foods, hunting, fishing, and knowing plants, bark, roots, herbs, and medicines bring healthy pride in traditions and native culture. Making traditional attire and regalia for powwows and other ceremonies, making moccasins, tanning hides, and working with animal skins are excellent opportunities to become attached to Native culture and to instill pride in that culture. Attending a powwow, dancing, drumming, singing, and learning the history behind traditional songs and dances is important, as well as taking part in cultural games such as hand or stick games. There are ceremonies and social protocol to learn such as participating in a talking circle and showing respect and honor. Communication skills with our elders teaches our youth the important tradition that bonds them to their roots. Yes, Gina, and practicing spirituality within our Native culture connects the young people with their heritage. The important aspect of this is that we learn that we are never alone and that there is a purpose for our lives. The Great Creator says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Being spiritually healthy is one of the best sources to experience a fulfilled life. And you know, Ed, it has been observed that religion affects the suicide rate. Recent studies have found that more frequent church attendance was associated with a lower rate of suicide. That's right, Gina. And the reason is that religious practices have an effect on strengthening social bonds through participation in community activities. You see, as you get involved in fellowship and service to others, you will find fulfillment and happiness. For a double dose of prevention, here are additional strategies that will help in a community. School gatekeeper, training for school staff on identifying students at risk for suicide and where to refer them for help. Community gatekeeper, training designed for parents, recreation staff, and other community members. Screening programs to identify high-risk youth for targeted assistance. 
peer support programs to build and strengthen peer relationships, self-confidence development, and social skills among high-risk youth. Crisis centers and hotlines, emergency counseling for those who may be suicidal. Check the internet to find lots of these centers. Again, here is one main website, www.mentalhealth.org slash suicide prevention. We must recognize that while we have addressed the subject of suicide from various points, the risk factors and the causes of suicide vary greatly between tribes and tribal regions. However, we do know that those who maintain their cultural traditions and lifestyle experience a lesser incidence of suicide. So, as you cope with this problem in your community and even in your own life, rather than focusing on complex risk factors, concentrate on enhancing protective measures that can be more effective. A suicide prevention approach is holistic and includes the family, the youth and the community. So, in review, here is a quick summary of what to do to help someone in peril. Take all threats of suicide seriously. Trust your suspicions that the person might be self-destructive. Let the person know that you are truly concerned about his or her well-being. Listen with understanding. The suicidal person really doesn't want advice. He or she does not want to be judged but rather wants to be listened to and understood. Don't be afraid to ask direct questions about the person's intentions. Determine if he or she has a plan for suicide. Don't act shocked at what the person might tell you. If the answer to your question is yes, your responsibility will be to listen and to gather as much information as you can. Don't debate whether suicide is right or wrong. Get immediate professional help for the person from a counselor, psychologist, doctor, pastor, or crisis line. Remember, alcohol vastly complicates problems in this area. Like pouring gasoline on a smoldering fire, alcohol abuse has, in many cases, led to self-destructive behavior. It is important to get the suicidal person over his or her drunkenness and away from the alcohol before the person can be helped. Our program, Freedom From Alcohol, is a good start. Friends, the great spirit in the Book of Heaven tells us to bear each other's burdens and in doing so, fulfill the love of God. I believe it's about time for us to be our brother's keeper, don't you think? That's right, Gina. Life is worth living when we discover that one of the greatest joys of happiness is found in service to others. Those who get busy in helping others will often be the most joyful and positive people. Let us decide to look forward to each day as an adventure of new discoveries and hope. Thank you for being with us and taking the time to be better informed, better prepared, and having a healthy mind, heart, and spirit. So, we'll see you again next time for another episode of Native, Native New, New Health. Health.